Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jayhugh. Here we're going to do the first five episodes of the latest Disney Plus Star Wars series, Ahsoka. Uh, starring Rosario Dawson. A bunch of people that, truth be told, I'm really not familiar with. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Is in it, for sure. Natasha Luberdizzo, I think, or something like that is her name, who plays Sabine. You know, Clancy Brown's in there for a cameo. Clancy Brown, whose appearance in every show is punctuated in my house by me yelling at the screen, Clancy Brown! <laughs> yeah. He's playing the same character he played in Star Wars Rebels. That's fine. But this picks up like five or six years after... Uh, Return of the Jedi, where Ahsoka begins whisperings of the return of Grand Admiral Thrawn. This show is absolutely a sequel to Star Wars Rebels. Um, so if you didn't watch that, I'll be curious to hear uh-huh. you know how lost you are. And it makes very little effort to catch you up. See, too. I disagree with that, but we'll get into that and, in a moment. But what do we think so far? Well, first of all, last week I almost talked about this because I, I was so passionate about it. I've checked my math, and my math is a little off, but I still think I still think it's worth mentioning. Why is Sabine like 22 years old? Yeah, she should be a bit older. She should be like early. Th- she should be Luke's age. Yeah. And, you know, the the soulless golem that is Luke when he shows up looks a bit older than her. I'm, there's this thing. I, mean, I may mention them before. They're Marvel Comics. If you wrote in with a continuity error, if you then solved the continuity error, you got what was called a no prize. So I'm going to go for my nose prize here. I think that the Mandalorians have a bitchin' skincare system mm. inside that helmet. Keeps like them looking it, young. Like, it gently exfoliates their moisturize. shit. Yeah, moisturize. Now, the flaw in this is, why does fucking Pedro Pascal look so craggy? <laughs> yeah. I guess he just doesn't I mean, use it. To uh, your point, Bo-Katan has been the same age for 30 years right, now. Right. So. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair critique. No, no prize now just for solving the Pedro Pascal <laughs> issue. Yeah. I mean, I think that is legitimate. My father-in-law has had a mustache for, as far as I know, his entire life. Right. Uh, and a couple of years ago, he shaved it to the dismay of his entire family. It looked <laughs> fine, but it was just unusual for them. I right. Uh, but his, his skin just above his lip was like noticeably like 20 years younger than the rest of his skin. <laughs> so I, I think that's like legitimate. I have something to look forward to. Joseph, what do you think? Look, it's fine. It's a show <laughs> that exists. It passes the time. It did nothing for me. I was trying to figure out if, you know, like you say, I think there is a lot of Star Wars Rebels stuff. I know, like, I've seen the first, like, three episodes of that show. I basically know who the people are, though I can only, like, half remember it. And I was trying to decide if, like, knowing who these people were and, like, how they fit into the greater uh, uh, scope of the story would enrich my experience. And what I came to is probably no. But we're going to find out. We'll talk about it more. Well, I don't... I I think the answer is no, because all of those characters are not main players in the main story up to this point. Right. Uh, I think Rebels is like, here's a great story about these, like, five or six people. You don't really know what happens to them. Because they're not in any of like you know the movies. Now we're getting what makes them important. So I I think to you the point you're making. No, they're not. Yeah, important. Right. they haven't been so far. Yeah. Bert, what do you think? I mean, I think of all of them. I think you could have stood to know a little bit more of Sabine's backstory. Yes, I think Hera and you know of course Chopper and the kid and stuff. You're given enough, like you know, particularly for the role they've played in this so far. But you know. Obviously, Sabine ties in with a lot of stuff that has went on in Mandalorian. So I don't know. I feel like 
you know, nobody wants to get bogged down in exposition, but like some reference to that probably could have been helpful to why this girl's important. Yeah. Do you like the show so far? I like the show so far, yeah. For the first few episodes, that Sabine's Too Young thing was a real stickler for me. Like, my comic book guy voice just kept going all the way. She's so young. (laughs) But once I went... Because I had thought that Rebels was 10 years before Star Wars, but it's only five. So once I figured that out, I was able to enjoy it a little more. But yeah, overall, I think this is a fun show. Yeah, I think this show is really fun. I think it's the closest thing... You said this when we talked about it. It's very Star Wars-y. The opening to it tries very much. We want the beginning of this yes. movie to look like a Star Wars For movie, sure. and I think they succeeded. The opening sequence, especially, I feel like. One of the things that I like most about The Last Jedi in the sequel trilogy is it's the only one that embraces that the prequels existed. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Force <laughs> Awakens and Tross, like, just pretend they never happened. Yeah. This one... And and like the Mandalorian kind of like you might see like a droid in the background of a scene. Right. This looks like it takes place in the same universe. Right. That the right. prequels happened in. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Right. Like like obviously that's where Dave Filoni spent most of his time is during the prequels and just after and this embraces that. It just feels the most like 2008 to 2010 Clone Wars right after Revenge of the Sith Star Wars. Right. Which I like. I love. Yeah. yeah. I also think it pays homage to Last Jedi and kind of its message of, like, the Force is for everybody. Oh, we'll get to that. I'm sure we will. Uh, But I do do think that there is, yeah, Last Jedi is the one in the sequel trilogy it's it's most closely adhering to. Yeah, which is funny because online, it's pretty universally, like, liked among people. But that's the most controversial movie. Mm. The only asterisk to that of people liking it online is there's this section of the fandom that thinks all Star Wars should be Andor. And I vehemently disagree with that. 100%. But yeah, it shows pretty good. It's better than Transformers so far. I'm excited to see where it finishes up. But we should talk spoilers. Yeah, we wanted to do episode by episode. It was a blur for me because it happened in a sequence. So I don't even know when one episode started and ended. I can kind of do it. Um... Lead us on that. I now. would say one and two together. So, well, here's the thing. I I don't agree because I think one is the worst one, which is crazy. I think it's an awful one to lead off on. I think it's the most generically intro like to character episode, and also like the not. I don't even know if it's the worst written. I don't think like the writing in the show is really like on and off for me. Right. Uh, like some some scenes feel very Star Warsy. Some scenes feel like very modern internet television scenes. Right. But it's it's more of like the pacing in the in the first episode is so like slow. I feel like if I watched it at two times the speed. It would be okay. But there's just like so much space between every single time anyone talks for no reason. I will say me and Sarah were saying the exact same thing. I was telling her about George Lucas's, you know, one direction he always gives for the second take is, okay, faster, more intense. And everybody makes fun of that. But these people needed somebody to say faster, more intense. Yeah, I, I do think also, even though most of these are short episodes, I remember specifically, I think number three felt really long. I was like, are we sure this isn't like an hour and a half? Like, I think that was the shortest one. Yeah, like I know. 30 minutes. Yeah. Everything you just said, I think also applies to the second one. I hate the first two episodes of this show. <laughs> second one, I like because the second one's got like the law and order bit where they're like yeah. re- reviewing the, the old Imperial shipyard thing. Right? <laughs> I, I like that as a construct of the episode. Right, I yeah. think that's pretty like law and order in Star Wars. I right. like that. See, I, I like the first 10 minutes of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Ahsoka going through the ruin. It's 
very much Jedi Fallen Order and Survivor. Like the force powers, the look, everything about it is ripped from those 100%. that video game. I really dug that bit. And then the the first two episodes of this show are, hey, we know you probably didn't watch Rebels, so le- let's recap the entire last <laughs> season. And listen, that's a fine thing to do. It's not my fault you didn't watch the right. best Star Wars thing. Right. Like, it's the best Star Wars thing. You should watch it. If you don't want to watch it, I shouldn't have to sit through 90 minutes of slog to get you caught up, which is what that is. Disagree. I shouldn't have to do my fucking homework to watch this See, show. I one of my com- homework, you would enjoy it. One of my complaints about this show, because I'm someone who watched all of that, but even that, I was like, wait, Hera had a fucking kid? I'd forgotten all about that. Yeah, Jason's uh, only in half a second of right, Rebels. But, He's fucking terrifying. <laughs> but, uh, but I think this show needed another character who was, what the fuck's going on, guy? You know, yeah, someone yeah. that everyone could do their exposition at. So it didn't feel like exposition. I yeah. like I like your idea of the what the fuck's going on. Now. Not, not because he serves a, like a narrative purpose, but just because he has like dynamics in his voice, which nobody else <laughs> in this entire fucking cast has. Right. I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to, to hit on is is cast a little bit here. Um, I know this is an important one for you, Christian, because Ahsoka is a, a deeply beloved character. Fucking for you. pinnacle. Rosario is the worst one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I think if you like Rebels, you like Sabine because I don't know if imitation is good acting, mm-hmm. but she has nailed sabine from the show i mean i would agree that she does she's the most i'm just doing what that yes. character was on the i show. don't know if that's good acting mm-hmm. but it feels the most natural i feel like ahsoka she's trying to go for a more mature ahsoka mm-hmm. a more subdued ahsoka and i think that's fine i think that's good i think she could be a little better at the lightsaber slinging yeah i think i think, I, I, I think it looks kind of like i'm doing it i want to i want to talk about that because there's there's like various levels of uh of selling it i think <laughs> right. in the show for sure with the lightsaber fights yeah i mean i i I, look i don't have the same uh Mm -hmm. general distaste for uh rosario dawson that you do i i just feel like every i mean kind of what you were talking about earlier i think everybody's just too understated in this show. right i agree that that's like what she's going for she's just kind of like the older more mature kind of like cooler version of that character uh but like everyone's a little too cool like Mm -hmm. even when they do like quote-unquote jokes and there are not a lot of jokes in it at all but they all like deliver their jokes like they think they're too cool for it to be funny. Right, and right. it's just like there's there's no fun, there's no funny. And I don't that's not saying it like has to be all that, but there's just like none of it. Nobody's ever saying I went to the Tashi station to pick up some power it's, converters. It's like like I, I need a line to be delivered. I've never like that. missed Luke more than I have in there. Like yeah. that right. that very whiny like, right. teenager energy. Right. Like it, it seems annoying at the time, but now I'm like, oh yeah, you like really do need that. <laughs> and I think Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I had really low expectations for sure. her, and she's been fine as Hera. Like sure. she hasn't done anything to make me right. upset. I'm not really sure why she's there, but she, you know, sure. You know, if you guys remember when we did when we used to do the Instagram uh, fan casting. I I cast Sabine as Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Wow, not so, too far. So off. I was close. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The standouts to me are fucking Ray Winstead. I that dude is I think great as Balin Skull, and I I don't know Steve- the girl Ray Stevenson. Stevenson, yeah, yeah. You yeah. I Ray know Stevenson. You yeah. Ray Winstead is another you. person. Yeah. yeah. 
He's great as he's so good. He's so good and he's so intimidating looking. And it's so glad it's so sad that that dude passed on. Yeah. Because I would love to see more of this guy. Yeah. You tell me even like selling the lightsaber movements. Mm -hmm. His is like so like I'm just better than you. Yeah. I mean he's he's number two in the show to me. Right. Uh, he's really, really good. And I think the girl who plays Shin T is good. I don't know anything about her, but it it was one of those things where I didn't like it at first because I like at first I thought she's just doing like she's doing a lot of the Elizabeth Olsen Scarlet Witch like that's like her whole energy her whole vibe yeah and I was like okay but uh once we kind of get her relationship with what's that's the Balin Balin yeah. yeah like you get the idea that she's kind of a young tryhard and she's mm. just like trying to impress you know and try to like show off like no look how sithy I am see, uh, I think you brought up a good point there I think I don't think Balin's a Sith I think she is yeah for right. him it's like He's a Jedi. There was a term in Heir of the Empire called Dark Jedi is before Sith exists. Right. He's a Dark Jedi. Yeah. She wants the power. Right. Sure, sure, like sure. she's like she's thirsty. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're going to come. I think we're going to circle back around to that I, as we get later in the episodes. But I, I was, I was anti Sabine and Shinti at the beginning, and now I'm just anti Sabine. I don't even know if I have my own emotions about Shinti because Sarah hates her so much. Like that white trash, fantastic Sam's hair hairdo she has just immediately made an en- enemy of Sarah, and I I just I'm right along with. I think it. you're supposed to kind of hate. Right, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I was I wouldn't say I was nervous after the first two episodes. I was just like, okay, this is fine. Like I understand that second episode ends. That ending is the end of Rebels, right? Um, and which is Ahsoka and Sabine going to find Ezra, and Hera and Jason separately going to maybe meet up with them like that's literally the last shot you see of those four characters and then you get to episode three which is mostly just ahsoka training sabine i love this episode this is the most clone wars thing we've gotten in years that is a live action clone wars episode now now i think about it it's episode four that i thought was the long one three i liked three was uh yeah because the 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 training is good it seems like i know that can't be what they're going for but it really seems like ahsoka's pissing in the wind it seems like you know she just does not have a knack for this shit but maybe i'm reading oh it's what he's talking about it's the last jedi i mean they talk about in last jedi luke talks about how the jedi like um, withheld the force and um, people just access it at different times, even going to Force Awakens. Fucking, um, what's his butt? Snoke says, you know, there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? Right. Like maybe Ray didn't have the force before then or Finn. Right. Um, like that the force can come to you. Like I think those are very sequel trilogy things that they're kind of exploring through right. the character of Sabine here. Which, by the way, John Favreau revealed like three years ago. There's an interview in Mandalorian season one and someone was like, Hey, there's not been many Mandalorian Jedi, and John Favreau's like, well, Sabine. Also, it seems reasonable to me that the, the whole Jedi process is kind of steeped in kind of the rules and traditions, and I feel like if the Jedi practices, check to see if somebody can use the forces, they can't chuck them, right. uh, as opposed to somebody's like, okay, you can't use it right now, well, let's try a little bit harder. Yeah. Like, if somebody was going to do that, it would be Ahsoka. Yeah. I feel like if you're going for that, though, the force could ch- kind of be, should kind of be like basketball. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's some, what they're. I think that's what they're going for. Some people get to be in NBA in the NBA, and some people play horse in their backyard. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, are we going to address why she would choose to do Sabine over, say, Jason, who's very clearly forced? Clearly, like. But I also think there's a natural excuse, which is Hera had a husband who was a Jedi and sacrificed himself and died. Right. And she had an adopted son who sacrificed himself and maybe also died. Right. And so, why would she want that for her other kid? Right. Hey, can we talk about Hera for a second? Yep. How does she put that fucking hat on? 
She always has it on. <laughs> I don't think they've ever animated her without it. Well, I'm trying to go episode by episode, but I'm going to jump ahead for one point. Oh, this, no, I'm not kidding. This is important. They do put like one tail in at a time and then pull it all the way I up. I think that's exactly right. right. Like your pants. There's no strap in the back. Yeah. When when they show that one scene of Ahsoka laying down yes. later, I think that's totally just to say, hey, these girls aren't just wearing hats. Yeah. And they're totally just wearing hats. It's yeah. just th- those ears are just hats. They're very obviously just hats. Yeah. I, I, I didn't say, like that bit. <laughs> I feel like the actual like prosthetics of the tails, the head tails look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think they did a good job in this one. Much better than Bando season two. I can't imagine how much fucking work it was to put that makeup on every time, but yeah. it looks good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what we haven't fucking talked about is David Tennant as my boy Hugh Yang. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. So is that, a, is that a Rebels character or is that a new character? No, that's from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh. There's know. like a multi-episode arc where Ahsoka and Yoda take like four or five younglings to... What is the name of the fucking planet? It's the ice planet. And they, the, the lightsaber one where they get yep, the crystals? Yeah. Yep. After that, they are on their ship on the way back, and the ship's attacked by Separatists. Hmm. And Hugh Yang is teaching them how to build lightsabers. Right. Gotcha. And David Tennant voices him there as well. And I don't know. I just think he's fucking awesome. I, yeah. I'm almost positive they brought him back just because, hey, can we get Tennant to do this? He said, yes. Okay, write him in. Yeah. Like, that. that was very much... People like this guy, and we like this guy. Let's get him in here. Dude's about to be Doctor Who again, right. and he's got this. I mean, it's a good six months to be David Tennant, I'd say. Uh, and that brings us to episode four, which is there's a map. Got it. There's so much in this these last two episodes I want to talk about, but there's a map. Balin's got it. Ahsoka and Sabine got to catch up to him. There's lots of lightsaber fights. Right. Um, guys, y'all know. It's not a secret. I'm a pretty big fan of the Disney Treasure Planet movie. Yeah. Right. That's the fucking map from it Treasure It is, you're right. It fucking is. This show is now my favorite thing ever, purely because of that. <laughs> Treasure Planet is a good movie, but I did not remember that. That's yeah, great. he has a little... It looks fucking identical. They could be in the same universe. Yeah. Why can't they? Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot more to say, but y'all go first. <laughs> I don't You can keep going. Well, I just... I remember the space fights in this felt slow to me. Mm. The, the lightsaber fights were good, but the space fights were just like... Am I tired or is this dragging on? It could have been both. I really liked this episode. I think it's paced pretty well. Right. The fights are kind of a little slow, especially the Ahsoka Balin fight. There's right. a lot of why they have, I don't understand why they have Ahsoka climbing on shit all the time during the fight. I don't know, like, well, I don't know what that adds to, yeah. but that seems to be like her style for some reason. I mean, I guess on Clone Wars, she was very Spider Man y. She was jumping from platform to platform, but. Yeah. But I don't. She, I don't feel like Rosario's got the athleticism to sell that. No. Right, and also, I mean, I I think it's pretty canonical that as a Jedi, you become fli- less flippy in your old age. Yeah, <laughs> Obi Wan was all about them flips, and then you know, by Star Wars, he's just holding that lightsaber with two hands. Yoda got very flippy. In <laughs> yeah. I I again, I think this episode really shows off how good of a fucking character Balin is. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The you know everybody in the order knew Anakin Skywalker and all that's this is just a great great bit right. and I think this is I I agree that I don't think Sabine was great in the first couple episodes again I think she really nails that character I think she is good in this one at this episode I like that interaction right. I like her being torn I was about to say I think it's the best of the episodes we've seen so far mm-hmm. I'm still not going to go as far as saying good but it's the best that she's shown us <laughs> I fair enough. the one thing I really like about it though 
Uh, and it's something I've always kind of, I, I like the idea of anyway. And I know you're saying he's like a dark Jedi instead of the Sith. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, we've kind of established in the show that Balin's got kind of like the sight, you know, like some kind of foresight prediction-ish kind of ability. Right. I like the idea because, you know, at the end of it, uh, he's talking to Sabine and kind of like, you know, walking her over to mm-hmm. his side. And I like the idea that being a Sith makes you like a better empath. Like he's right. able, he's able to understand what she's feeling better and like able to obviously like feed into that to get what he wants out of it. Right. Uh, because like that's their whole thing is like instead of like controlling and, and you know, pulling away from the emotions, they like lean into it and they, mm-hmm. they really feel it's the right. idea that he can like, I can really feel what you're feeling and I know how to make you feel better. <laughs> uh, I love that. And yeah. I'm like, honestly, the, the, you know, he's not he's not telling lies over right. there. If if they destroyed that thing, they may never try to go find mm-hmm. Ezra again. So. Right. No, I think it's great. I and I think what else is interesting about that point is, um, he, he says, you know, you're not like your master. And she's like more than you know. Like absolutely, Anakin and Ahsoka in the Clone Wars and you know in the prequel films absolutely made decisions based off their emotions. Yeah. Right. Like that's what makes them not great Jedi. Right. And and Sabine doing the same thing falls perfectly in line with that. Like yep. I I just I think that whole bit is 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 pretty pretty good between everybody. But we didn't talk about the most curious thing in all of this. Fucking Merrick and all the theories people had about that. Fucking right. Thing. Yeah. I, I, my favorite theory I've heard is that he's the smoke monster from Lost. I mean, yeah. that's what I assumed when I saw it happen. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think he's just like Dathomir Night Sister magic. Right. But in this I want to talk more about this when we get in the next episode. This show is just Lord of the Rings. We all understand that. Right. Like the plot of this show. Right. Is Lord of the Rings. It's definitely very fantasy epic yes. Jehu, they're going on a search where the bad guy lives, and they use it in a giant gold ring. Fair. Instead of, when when someone said, why don't, this is skipping to the end of the next episode, but someone said, why don't they just fly the Ingles to Mountain Dew? Well, they're just going to ride the whales to Mountain Dew. <laughs> uh, it's Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White. Mm-hmm. It's just Lord of the Rings. I mean, she does. Suddenly, she's just, after she comes again this is skipping ahead she is just wearing a white rope that's a good point yeah um also space whales what is this a crossover episode (laughs) (laughs) purgles bro yeah dumbest episode of rebels becomes the most important episode of rebels but i don't even know how i got on this oh merrick this is the first time i was like wait a minute is he just doing fucking lord of the rings because that is exactly how the witch king of angmar dies i mean because yeah that i i think that's probably the most Reasonable theory for them is they're like Jedi spirits that the Nathamir Knight sisters have brought back and animated as this. So that would fit with that. Yeah. yeah. And then that brings, and of course, the episode ends. She's in the world between worlds. We don't know how she got there. And we hear Hay snips and she turns around and it's fucking Anakin Skywalker. Yep. Let me just say something first. I, I, I don't know when it happened, but at some point, my emotions got really broken to where I can't feel real things in real life. But something like hearing him say, hey, Snips, I got over clamped. Like, yeah, yeah. I have the same problem. Her. I, understand. I don't know what's wrong with this. I don't either, man. Uh, I mean, I, I know what happened to me. Ronald Reagan changed the regulation on how toys could be advertised to me as a child and <laughs> broke my fucking brain. But they had tried to fix that shit by the time you guys come uh-huh. on. So I don't know what happened to you. Yeah, I, hey, Snips, great bit is great. You know what's about to happen. And then the episode ends, but it's Darth Vader's theme that right. plays. Which really, like, when we said last week we were waiting a week to talk about it, that hurt me because I was like, right. I have to talk about right. this one moment in this show. But that brings us to episode five, which is essentially Anakin and Ahsoka in the world between worlds, um, kind of 
going through flashbacks into the Clone Wars and things like that. I think this episode fucking rocks. It's I, pure fan service. I, I totally disagree. I think I also think it was really fucking good, and I actually didn't th- feel like there was enough fan service. Yeah, I felt like I, I would have liked more reunion. Like I, I felt like the optimist in me makes me think, okay, well they're holding it off for something else. Pessimist in me is like they want to leave the lanes open in case they got to retcon some shit later. They mm-hmm. don't want to say too much specific stuff between these two. But overall, I really loved it. Yeah, I don't think it's fan service at all. And I think a lot of people are like, well, we don't know what the point is. Like, it doesn't tell us what the point. Like, what did she learn while she was in there? And there's a line that Anakin says, very simply, says, he kind of like snips. It's like, uh, is that what this is about? And it feels like it's a rebuttal to what she's saying in that moment. But I think that's him admitting what it actually is all about, which is that Ahsoka has never forgiven herself for the role she plays in Anakin's turn to the dark side. She thinks if she had stayed a part of the Jedi order, that it all would have been fine. And by the way, I like to think that too. Because, because I, I, uh, you know, if you really just look at the movies themselves, Anakin's turn to the dark side is pretty weak reasoning. Essentially Mm -hmm. he's worried his wife is going to die and he didn't get a promotion. He really wanted. That's it. Like, his mistrust of the Jedi Council makes so much more sense and has so much more depth because of how they treated Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that that resonated pretty well for yeah, me. It's not entirely wrong right? that if Ahsoka had stayed a part of the Jedi Order that Anakin probably wouldn't have turned to the Dark Right. Order. Maybe he would have chose to leave the Order, right? but he wouldn't have done it. So uh, she has to address that and forgive herself and move on from it. And again, going back to the point you made earlier, this is the whole fucking point of The Last Jedi. And Yoda and Luke are sitting there and the books are burning and and Luke's all like, you know, it's their fault. They got clouded by the war and allowed Palpatine to rise to power. And Yoda's just basically like, you got to move on. You got to let the past just be the past. Failure is not the end. It's just a lesson. Uh, And that's just re-emphasized in this episode that I think the character... They have, this goes back to the point we were originally making about Rosario. She's too dark, too mysterious, too separated from mm-hmm. everything. You kind of see the change a little bit right. at the end of this episode. Richard. That is true. She brightens up. She yeah. brightens up. Mm-hmm. And I think that shines through. I hope that continues. I will say, you know, I, I know I know that we as a society have come around on Hayden Christensen. Mm-hmm. And I still have, I like, it. It's it's mixed results for me as far as like actual delivery uh, whenever he's back on screen, but you know what? That dude fucking sells the lightsaber shit better than anybody. Yeah, else. Than so, anybody, he's absolutely. So he does the thingy. We, you know? we, he must still do that shit like every day. <laughs> it's yeah. part of his routine. But you know what? Good on him because I was like, I don't think we appreciated the like the the physical stuff he's bringing into this role until we got into this show. I was like, oh god, he's so much better than these guys. Yeah. And and I mean, he made her look better too. Yeah, you know, I think he's pretty good in this. Yeah. I think it's probably his best turn as Anakin. Right. I don't know why when he's in the, you know, he wasn't in like the more physical flashbacks with the little kid, but why when they're in the the space between places, is he so smoothed out? Yeah, they definitely like de-age him. I don't know why. I don't really feel like he had to be since I think a point of it is that he's how she perceives him anyway. I do want to take a second and talk about little girl Ahsoka. Y'all know who that is, right? No. No. So it's the girl who played little girl Gamora in Infinity War. It's the daughter in Barbie. Wow! Yeah, career she's Yeah, had. I know, right? Well, and it's funny too because I, at the end of the sequence, when uh, when Ahsoka sinks in, sinks into the water, 
what I thought of was was the Soul Gem. What yeah. I thought of was Gamora. So that's funny that it was that that girl. She's good too. She's good. I'd if they wanted to do some live action shit with her, I'm on board. You could absolutely make a Clone Wars. From what we saw in that bit, I would absolutely watch a Clone Wars movie with the two of them. Right, one hundred percent. Yeah. It is credited that the B plot to this episode is just them flying over the water a bunch with nothing yeah. happening. <laughs> I will say for uh, it never really gets annoying though. It's like just enough. Maybe right. it was for, I, I love that that fucking like old Asian dude is just like the Stanley of this universe yeah. though. I just in everything. I, I've got this friend named Ramel who looks just like him, but it's you know it's not you all you never want to tell somebody they <laughs> look like somebody because yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know if they're going to take it as yeah. a compliment. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, I went through a space of not talking to him. And then, you know, we brought up uh, Mando and he was like, yeah, and there's that guy in there that looks just like me. <laughs> it is funny to me that all of the movies and, and the shows seem to be like Empire is bad. Right. Like fascism, uh, authoritarianism, pretty bad. Right. But then every single time they, they introduce some kind of democracy or bureaucracy, they're terrible at it, it and they impede the process. Yeah. I just love this. Like, well, you're not really selling. Uh, I, look, the emperor was bad, but he was pretty effective. Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> It's Shit like, got done. Yeah. It's like that one episode of Rick and Morty where they abolish the purge and they immediately have to come up with the purge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, something you said way back that I want to jump in on a bit farther from, but, uh, you, you're talking about how, you know, the forgetting the past and, yeah. you know, moving on and stuff like that. I also want to say that's why the last Jedi is the be better ending to this whole thing than, than uh, rise of Skywalker. Come at me, bro. I agree with you. I don't, uh, have to I know you agree with me, but uh, the world does not. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping to see maybe Thrawn or Ezra at the end of this episode, right. but, Oh, well, first of all, again, with the space whales, think we needed some exposition on the space whales. I think before we got to them, we needed to know why we were going to them. It was evident in the end, yeah. but if you're if you're watching this cold, this is the only episode I didn't watch with Sarah, so I don't know how mm -hmm. she would react to that. But it must seem like what the fuck is going on? I think there's one line of dialogue about Purgles you know, in intergalactic lanes, but it's not enough. It's, right. Who gives a shit? Um, I, I will say that one of the most unbelievable parts of this entire thing is that uh, the military ships wouldn't fire on those space whales <laughs> as they came directly <laughs> at them. I also have understood why they haven't done it at the end of any of these other episodes of any of these other shows, but there is absolutely no excuse for when the whales took off of them not doing the fanfare. You know, like that moment just screamed for it. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I need to hit on my Lord of the Rings theory is that in the Two Towers, when they see Gandalf for the first time, mm -hmm. Aragorn says, you fell. And Gandalf replies, through fire and water. Like, literally, that's what happens to Ahsoka. <laughs> She's in a lightsaber fight. That's the fire. She falls in the ocean. That's water. Well, I mean, and Bay Filoni is not opposed to adapting things mm -hmm. that he likes. You know, he did a he's did a, a Seven Samurai episode mm -hmm. of uh, Clone Wars. He did a Seven Samurai episode again of Mando. Uh, you know, there's a mutiny on the bounty of mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. of Clone Wars. You know, where they actually say so. It's mutiny. You know, so I mean. I think it's not, and it's not a bad choice, right? right? Like Star Wars is not science fiction. It's fantasy right in space right and it's probably the most fantasy story ever told <laughs> so why not retell it a few years ago there was like uh i don't remember what day but there was like a drawing that he, he used to just like tweet out pictures that he would like hand draw and it was gandalf and ahsoka standing side by side and it was like people thought i died too and uh yeah that's it's just ahsoka's gandalf right. to him and if you don't like lord of the rings you probably won't like the right. show but 
It is a direct adaptation. Right. I, look, I, you, you've made some very compelling cases for Ahsoka <laughs> as Gandalf, so yeah. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> I like the show so far. I think it's better than Transformers. I don't think it's perfect, but what I do like about it is that it's Star Wars that is entertaining to me and that I can watch with my children, and that I feel like I haven't had in a while. Here's my final question on it. This is very good. I liked it a lot better than Transformers. Would we like it more if it was animated? No. I think I would. I think I'd like it more if it was animated because the recaps could have had more stuff from and mm-hmm. you could have felt the connection to all of them. Let me I'm going to make a, my counter argument off of one scene and one scene alone. OK. In the flashbacks, it makes it very real that the Jedi sent children to fight their wars. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. That's a very good like point. way more than it is. Like that 100 percent looks like a child more than yeah. animated Ahsoka did. That's true. That's it. You got anything to add? No, I mean, look, uh, it, it's impossible for me to say, you know, live action versus animated because I have such a soft spot for animation. So, of course, I'd fucking love to see it animated. But you haven't watched Rebels. Uh, but I haven't watched Rebels either. So, you know what? I don't know. It's probably fine. I don't have anything additional to say on the show. It's fine. I wouldn't have watched it. This I wouldn't have made it past the first episode if we weren't doing this podcast. I'm I am glad that I made it past the first episode. It gets it, better. It does get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still just, it's okay. And I do think, I do think like in light of where you are and in, in, like five episodes in, like it kind of like justifies the pacing a little bit better early on. Cause there are some moments again that I didn't really like, cause I thought they were like a little exposition heavy or something you should already know. And then once you get to a point where you're like, okay, everyone's caught up now, this is what's happening. Like maybe it makes it better, but those first cup that, that first day I was like, mm, we'll see where we go right here. What what the show needs is Jar Jar Binks. I think Jar Jar's coming back at some point. I don't I, know when. I, I I would I would also not mind seeing Jar Jar in this. Maybe I mean my problem with the uh, Ahsoka Anakin reunion was my same problem with the episode where Luke was in on the same scene with mm-hmm. Ahsoka. I wanted more. I want. That was the thing. I need some exposition. I need you to tell me what you guys have talked about and what you haven't. Maybe we'll get that if Jar Jar ever shows up. Jar Jar is the guy who was there from the very beginning. Yep. Yep. I would love to hear him tell the story of the fall of Anakin Skywalker and Jar Jar speak. That would be great. Uh, do we think that is Anakin Skywalker? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I have I have theories, but I don't think you'll ever know. Well, um, well, I mean, we're, we're probably going to do the other half, right? Yeah. Uh, what's our theories on, on what's our guesses on where this is going? I really have. I, I think I, I really don't anticipate this will be tied up in a bow. I think my theory is this ends on a cliffhanger and the cliffhanger is that uh, Ezra has gone to the dark side. Yeah, I do. Think I Ezra's- think it, I think it specifically ends on the Matrix 2 cliffhanger. He's on the ship with him. You think everything's fine and you find out he's gone to the dark. Ezra has always been tempted by the dark right. side, um, which. You know, maybe that'll come as a bit more of a shock to people when if you haven't watched Rebels, right. but there's a whole season about Maul calling him his apprentice. Right. Um, I definitely think that's possible. Uh, and what has he been doing this whole time? You right. Know what I mean, like, has he been on the run with Thrawn or has right. Thrawn being the genius that he is convinced him? And part of the Thrawn story is that he has a dark Jedi on his mm-hmm. payroll. Yeah. It could be him. I mean, yeah. there's there's no chance that they're going to introduce Thrawn in like one episode and then like solve it right next episode. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is obviously leading to a grander story with Thrawn. So yeah, it makes sense. That they I mean, would... the grander story with Thrawn is that he's trying to clone Palpatine. Yeah, right. That is the grander story. That is what Heir to the Empire is about. That's how they're going to fix the sequel trilogy. Um, my uh, my other controversial hot take. You you said Ezra's a 
Shinti, real name, Mara Jade. Right on. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, I know I said I turned around on her, but I didn't turn around on her. <laughs> uh, I think, hey, you know what? She's an evil force user who's serving the Empire. I know a very lonely Jedi yeah, out there. Yeah, all right, I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm both on and not on board. Yeah, yeah. I would, I, I would love that twist, but I don't know. I don't think it will happen. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's my hot take. But yeah, I don't think there will be a bow. I don't think this is really going to end. Probably end on a cliffhanger. Right. Yeah. I definitely think we'll get more than one episode of Thrawn. I'd imagine he's probably going to be in the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, does that feel? Does it feel cheap that all of the TV show is essentially just a pipeline to a movie? Or another TV show. I mean, we kind of always knew that was going to happen. I guess so, but I, I feel like it's not. It's not improving Disney Plus's reputation for, you know, producing uh, optional content that's just you know in between the big stuff. Yeah, but did I mean I agree? I agree with the point you're making. But did they have they really ever tried to market it as optional? Do you think? I don't know. I, uh, I mean, does any corporation ever try to market anything yeah, as they, optional? They want you yeah. to do it. Right. Yeah. Um. Because going all the way back to Mandalorian season one, they were like, are we ever going to see this guy in a movie? And John Favreau's <laughs> like, I hope so. Um, like, surely it's going to happen. Yeah. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. First five. I can't believe we're doing two fucking parts on this. Uh, first five episodes of Ahsoka. Uh, I, like you're dying to go to the movies and see something. I mean, that's fair. There's not anything in there. Right? I'd go see Ninja Turtles. again. I just want to know what you enjoy anymore, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Is there things? Are well, there probably? Things? We'll talk about things and what we're watching. But <laughs> on that note, what have we been watching? Uh, I haven't haven't watched anything like legitimately. Um, you know, football's back, and that's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, that is. You know, you know, it's exciting. The Jets are a lot more likable now. Yep. Uh, after all five episodes of Hard Knocks of yeah. being like Aaron Rodgers is cool, we promise he made it seventy five seconds, and his season it's is over. Done. <laughs> Um, we're just really an entire off season of drama to end in the first minute and a half <laughs> of the season. Incredible. Uh, I went and saw live sports this weekend. I went and saw the Braves on Saturday, retire one of my childhood favorite players, number Andrew Jones. And that was fun and cool. They lost, but whatever. They're still the best team in baseball. And then on Saturday, I went to the opening day for the Falcons, which was stressful for like the first half. And then the second half was pretty dominant, which if you're anything, if anything about the Falcons, that was a shocker. Um, but- for the y'all's uh, cycle there. That's not what we're known for, but I'll be happy to take it if that's the new uh, standard. But, you know, sports live in person with a crowd, better than Transformers. Sure. Uh, I enjoy it. But that's really it. I could talk about Critical Role, but I'm not going to. Uh, you know, I haven't watched a lot either. Uh, I, uh, I've i been re-watching Clone Wars, which is something I start and stop and start and stop. But I'm up to season four right now. And I- I've always said those seasons... They're like the Harry Potter books. They age with the kid that's watching them. Like the second one's a little mm-hmm. more yeah, mature. Yeah. The third one's a little more mature. The fourth one for the first like four or five episodes seems like it's backsliding. It's like there's two Jar Jar Reb- G- uh, Binks episodes. There's a whole 3PO and R2 arc. Like, it's oh, they're going back for the kids in this. But then it slides into, you guys remember the battle on Umbra? Uh, mm-hmm. The one, the one, the one I just, uh, I just referenced it. The, the, uh, the mutiny on the bounty episode. Shit is so dark. Like a, an eleven-year-old watching that may not be able to handle that shit. <laughs> like I don't think I would have at eleven. Like it is so, it is so. The good guys sometimes are not good guys. Yeah. Like there's sometimes it's like it's uh, I mean uh, I, I don't know I, I uh, 
I think the first time I watched that when on Clone Wars, I may have just coasted through those episodes and I really watched it a lot of time. Really good shit, but really heavy for some mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Um uh, uh you finish your Rebels rewatch? Because you were rewatching Rebels too. I, I'm kind of doing both at mm. once, but I've I've decided to focus on on Clone Wars. Clone Wars power through, do Rebels, do because I also have never watched the second season of uh of oh, Bad Batch. Bad Batch. So I just want to get through all that. So That's good too. Um, so hopefully two or three shows from now, I'll have an update regarding that. I've also been doing a rewatch of something else and I'm not even going to start on until I'm closer to me. Mm. Okay. Uh, um, uh, I think that's, that, that, uh, that's a, that's about it. Okay. You know, I've watched a lot of things, so I'm, I'm just going to pare it down as best I can here. Uh, the wife and I, uh, my wife recently read, uh, there's a novelization of Achilles, uh, which is like a you know a, a story from his perspective of kind of the the Iliad and whatever she was into. It. And it's like, have have you ever seen Troy? And she said no. So we watched Troy, which you guys fucking know. I it's love like the third time you've talked about it this year. I don't give a shit. I love <laughs> Troy. Uh, Sword and sandal epic. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like anybody says I love Troy is really saying, man, Brad Pitt's so fucking handsome. So he, I mean, he is for sure. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my wife did not like it. Well, she didn't dislike it, but, but uh, you it's know, not good. I, I disagree. It is. I don't <laughs> think it's not good, but I don't know if it's good. It's it's fun. Yeah, I would yeah. say that it's fun. I, I don't think it's good. I, I don't think you can sit here for the last 40 minutes and and be like, this is fine. The acting is fine. And then see Orlando Bloom in that movie and be like, that's an Academy Award winner. Right Touché. There. <laughs> I mean, Orlando Bloom is the worst part of most movies. Um, but uh, so my wife didn't like it because. Uh, you know, the the book that she read follows, you know, kind of a, what I'd say is a, a pretty recent familiar uh, uh, interpretation, which is that uh, uh, Achilles and Patroclus are lovers, you know, like right. they're very close in the Iliad. There's not really the same kind of labels in Greece. So, like, you know, we don't whatever. It, it makes a lot of sense. Right. You know, I think that's fine. The whole the whole impetus of the the uh you know his freak out and murder and, and all those stuff is because he loves patroclus so much and he can't live in a world where he gets killed mm-hmm. or whatever uh which you know i totally get like i get why that's the popular interpretation whatever mm-hmm. the, this movie was made uh in 2003 and despite the the uh, leaps and bounds i think that the lgbtq plus community has made in the last 20 years it's very apparent that 2003 was not there yet like it, right. will and grace may have started airing around then but we weren't like i mean it was not like a decade before then was it? yeah it was it was, like right. it was like 90 so, you're right yeah. it wasn't really that. you know i think one of the things could have been there that could have been a brad pitt veto he's like look i've already done my long hair homoerotic pretty boy thing uh you know and it i mean it's within a decade of that yeah yeah I mean, I think what I think Interview the Vampire comes out in like '96 or mm-hmm. something. So it just cracks me up because, like, again, the story that it's based on and the story that it has to tell mm. is Achilles is so aggrieved that his in this one cousin, uh, uh, air quotes, mm. Patroclus is is killed in the battle that he like loses his fucking mind. And mm. I feel like to offset that, every single shot that Brad is not in armor. He's completely naked and surrounded by four completely naked women. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 I swear to God. He's straight, guys. Uh, it's fine. It's a great movie. Uh, watch Groundhog Day. Also a great movie. Yeah, uh, no it. argument there. Yeah, I don't even have anything to say about that. Uh, I will say uh, anime has been bad, which is why I haven't been talking about it this season. 
they they've gone to the second season of uh, the Chinese anime that's essentially just Quantum Leap called Link Click, which mm-hmm. I talked yeah, about yeah. before. I like the first season. Uh, combined two of the best uh, opening songs that are bangers, and also I'm going to say. Th- Two seasons of bangers, period, but also two seasons of bangers that are both uh, songs about the plot of the show, which I love. Right. Uh, but they've decided to take a more action bent in the second season, which I don't have a problem with. I think that's fine. But it is funny because they've just made everybody good at kung fu. Uh, like, you know, there's a police detective. He's a kung fu expert. Right. Okay. Maybe he's had training. There's a beat cop. He's a police expert. I mean, he's a kung fu expert. Fine. That makes sense. Photoshop owner. Kung fu expert. Old man. Kung fu expert. Old man's father. Also a kung fu expert. I don't know why everybody's fucking good at kung fu in this show. I mean, it, great action sequences, but it, I don't know. It's a lot of kung fu. It's probably more unbelievable than, like, the time travel powers in this show. Uh, I'm going to defend this thing I hadn't, I haven't seen by saying... We loved that exact premise about Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that's a good point. That, like, you know, we're, like, probably 30, 40 minutes in the movie before we find out, oh, shit, this is a kung fu universe. Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. fights all the time. That is pretty much what it's like. So, yeah. Anyway, Link Click, better than Transformers. And I think that's it. Cool. You guys see they announced the finale of Attack on Titan? When? It's, like, five weeks from now. Okay. The first got, week of November. I, I, I started a rewatch months ago. And then I realized I didn't have to work that hard. So I slowed down. So now I need to finish up. Well, I think the part or at least some of the parts of the final season that are already out are finally dubbed in English. So I'll finally start watching. Some. Oh, you're not caught up yet. I'm not. No, I, I haven't watched any of the new season because when they first came out, they were just sub. And well, what is the new season? It's not even a new season. Right. It's, it's like four mini oh, movies. So right? It's like part two or something. I don't know. There's. Uh, you might be mistaken. There's, well, there's been one episode to come out this year. Okay, th- okay, yeah. then I'll be caught up by next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're essentially two mini movies. Yeah, that okay. they're gonna shove together. Uh, which we, I, we will do an Attack on Titan episode when this is all over. Right. Attack on Titan. Is it good? Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, is it? Uh, anyway, next week, do we want to do uh, the Flashers? Or something? Oh, that would be fun. I'm yeah. good with anything else. I don't love the Flash either, but I will watch. Did you watch it? No, I haven't. Watched uh, it. I mean. I- I have things I need to talk about. Spoilers. I think it's going to be fun to talk about, but not because it's good. Okay. That'll be fine. So, uh, yeah, next week, Flash. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us uh, how much Star Wars homework you've done, you can reach us at realphonesgmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later. Later.